ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and friends beyond the binary. It's time for the podcaster. You know, they, I've said it once and I'll say it again. I got stupor powers. Uh, or no, powers to stupor. Yeah, power. It's something. It's time for Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. You know, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep? Welcome. It's time for, for, for Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. As I said, we do it the bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights and press play. I'm going to do the rest. What I'm going to do is create a safe place where you can set aside whatever is keeping you awake, whether it's uh, thoughts, uh, feelings, temperature, snoring partners, dirty dishes, you know, wh- whatever is keeping you awake, whether it's events, a, a, a past, present, I'd like to take your mind off. I'm going to just try to distract you. What I'm going to do is send my voice across the deep, dark night. I'm going to use uh, lulling, soothing, creaky, dulcet tones. I'll be flying on the wings of pointlessness. Uh, not the, you know, not on eagles. Well, wait, I always get that mixed up. This is where I think I've gone wrong like this. I went into a Bet, Bet Midler lane. I bet you there is there a Bet Midler lane. Uh, there should be. How about this one? If you if you are a Midler and a Bet, why don't you? I think Elaine Bet Elaine Midler is does Bet does anyone know Bet Midler? Does anyone within my brain? Let me restate that question since I'm by myself in a closet. Uh, does anyone within my brain know Bet Midler's middle name? I can almost picture it. I, I, well, maybe I was thinking it's Bet Bet Elaine Midler. I can see. Maybe I should write uh, the, the 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 Bette Midler story. Is there any? I'm sure there's some author unauthorized biographies. Okay, here's a question for, for if you don't don't actually only fake lawyers, real lawyers. I'll try to put you to sleep. But you know, any like amateur lawyers. Uh, what are the laws around creating a fictional autobiography? Uh, bet the Bet Elaine Midler story. Or like, how about this? Bet Midler and Elaine Boozler separated at birth. No, that doesn't. I, I like saying Elaine Boozler, and I like, I, but it doesn't. You're right. Bet Elaine Midler. Oh, here's another technique I use in the podcast. Accidentally, I don't think it's get it's getting like it's not obsessed and it's not stuck. Fixated. I think I'm fixated on saying Bet Elaine Midler. And I would use, I think I would use that in the book a lot, you know, when she got called, you know, she said, Bet Elaine Midler, what is going on with this report card? Here's a technique I've never tried at bedtime, so I wouldn't recommend you trying it, but I'll describe it and I'll try to use it in a way that's a metaphor for the podcast, unless I forget, because if you're new here, I just want to set things up for you. So welcome to sleep with me. It's a little bit of a strange podcast. What we do is the first five, six minutes of the show, we get all the like uh, housekeeping and business stuff out of the way. Then this part of the show is like, it's different every time, but it's familiar. It's a long intro where I try to make some kind of metaphor. I always try to be witty, but I, you know, I rarely succeed. Uh, but that helps you catch on. You say, well, yeah, okay, so you don't, you, you can kind of pay attention to me. You don't have to pay strict attention. Uh, then after the intro, 
I'll do a brief setup because tonight's an episode of our uh, ongoing episodic series, uh, Superdoll Stories. Uh, just note that if you're real new here, if Superdoll is one word, instead of saying, you know, that would be very general. Superdoll Stories could have called the podcast that. I don't think it would have worked. I think the only title for this podcast is Sleep With Me. You know, I did throw out the title Fall Asleep With Me because they said, I don't, I don't like that. They said, I don't know what that, why, why, but I was much happier with Sleep With Me. The podcast that put you to sleep, fall asleep with me. The fall, the pod, you know, see what just happened there? So if you're new here, that's what we'll do. You don't need to listen, but you're also under no pressure to fall asleep. Do everything at your leisure. As a matter of fact, you get up, if you get, need to get up and go to the bathroom, you know, now, go ahead. And don't, you don't even need to pause it. I'll just be, you'll be able to figure it out. Uh, I'll probably here's what you'll miss while you're gone. I'll say I'll try. I'm gonna to try to do something with this Bet Elaine Midler in the report card. Uh, I don't I don't know what though because I'm like how am I gonna connect that to the podcast? I was oh because I was talking about wings of pointlessness, and I, some part of my you know brain brain system said well that's like uh, on Eagles wings that Brett Bet Midler did you just say Brett Midler, Brett and Elaine Midler. Uh, that does have a ring to it. Uh, those could be the, the Midler kids. Maybe you're right. I don't even need to have a lawyer. I could just make up a fictional, uh, biography of the Midler children, Brett and Elaine Midler. And so, do, so are you telling me that she does, Bat Midler does not sing on Eagle's Wings? Does she sing? In, she sings a song though. How can I not think of this instantly? I, I've sang it on the podcast before. Oh, wind beneath my wings. That's right. But beneath my wings of pointlessness, well, there's a lot of hot air, clearly. So there is wind. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's drafty. Yeah, but there's also, you know, we're flying above fields and maybe some amber waves of grain. We could just see in the distance of Purple Mountain's majesty. And I guess you're already, if there's amber waves of green, you're already above the fruited plain. And also, is any fruit, like what fruits are in the plain? Because I thought a lot of the fruits were either in Florida or those are just the citruses in California. And then I associate uh, apples with Washington and New York State and Vermont. I mean, not that the planes, I mean, you get a lot of good stuff out of the planes. Don't get me wrong, you know, but especially on this podcast, because as I've said, I'm always plane drifting. But yeah, I have an, a brain that's unable to, if, if I can't handle three songs with wings in it or three things, I can't, so I said, they just mashed Bet Midler and Eagle's Wings together. Uh, maybe that could be the story, though. The winds, that that would be it. We could write, well, what we'll do is I'll make up two imaginary Midler children, Brett and Elaine, and it'll be the, the wind beneath her wings, the Brett and Elaine Midler story. It started like a day, uh, like every other one. Our mother sang to us, uh, she used to sing to us to wake us up, and it was so lovely. Uh... I don't know if there's going to be a lot of conflict in this autobiography because I love I love that meddler. She would sing to us a new song. I lived with my mother for six thousand seven hundred eighty-six days.
and she never sang a song twice in you know in the morning to wake us up but if we requested it she would sing it again at dinner uh chapter one uh breakfast with bet there you go holy cow this book does write itself breakfast with bets my mother's smile was like the sun in the eat okay so anyway they, they gotta get a sorry uh autobiography brain is it fan fiction if it's if it's fictional and i'm a bet midler fan uh, could we pass it off as that that it's like well it's a, yeah no it's a fake autobiography about children she doesn't have it's fan fiction. I'm writing, you know, it's an idealized, yeah, it's fan fiction. Exactly. Idealized. Uh, okay. Oh, sorry. I had, I, I just got a visit from, uh, Pat Midler's attorneys right inside my, they have that now. I think, I think a couple law firms, they've installed, uh, what do you call those things? Implant, implants in, in my brain to just, they cease and instant cease and desist. And they said it was an, they said, okay, well, this is, they said it was going to save on paper, good for the environment, saves them money. I don't think I get anything out of it except, you know, they said, well, you, you, those, so, so I guess I can't talk about be you know, but, you know, well, I can talk about, uh, Brett and Elaine. Or what if one of them's a boozler and one's a meddler and then they fall in love? Uh, uh, Brett Boozler. Yeah, that that does have a ring to it. Now we're talking. Elaine Midler Boozler. Elaine Boozler Midler. Elaine Midler Boozler. That's a tough one. Anyway, if you're new here, if, um, why, hello, Bets. It's so good to be talking in your ears. Uh, really love you. I mean, obviously, I'm trying to craft the perfect. Anyway, I got I to finish this podcast intro. Flying far afield on my wings of pointlessness. But if you're new here, welcome. Spycast is meant to, you don't, you don't need to laugh at it. No pressure to do that. <laughs> yeah. uh, but you could, could you know, go, 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 it's like it's something between a guffaw and, a, and gargling, you see. <laughs> like that. I've done it a few times. Uh, Spycast, you just you just kick it on, you just listen, and, and I'll be rambling here in the night. I'm your boyfriend. The reason I do it is because I've had trouble sleeping. Recently, sleeping not that great. Uh, so what I, I know what it's like being like, I'm going to be so tired tomorrow. And then people are going to say, what what happened to you? And you say, thanks, jerk. I was at, the, I was at, the, I was at a Bat Midler concert. They said, what time do those end? Like 9.15? And be like, no, no, no. And then you'd say, okay, first of all, you insult how I look. Then you insult the, the divine Miss M. Oh, it actually did end at 9.15, but it started at 7, just so you know. So there. And she also did a Jimi Hendrix cover, and it was d divine, by the way. Anyway, so if you're new here, I, I just go on tangents. I'm your boyfriend. If you're skeptical, give it a few tries. It usually, I mean, for a you know, skeptical person... I totally get it. So it may take me a few tries to win over your confidence. Uh, but the confidence I'm trying to win over is you'll be confident you don't need to listen to me, which I may have already accomplished. Uh, but I'm pretty confident I can distract you from whatever's keeping you awake. And it doesn't work for everybody. So if it doesn't work for you, there's no pressure. I hope you find something that does. But I appreciate you investing your time trying this podcast out. Those of you that are regulars, I'm so glad to have you here. You know, I know you can sit there with me 
Right now, I'm not kidding. I'm bathing in the glow of Midler. She's floating above me in my mind's eye. And she's just got that calming. I mean, what what a, what an image uh, to go to sleep to, a smiling, uh, a smiling bet. What about that? Instead of a book, instead, what if I just sell, uh, like, uh, inspirational paintings or prints? You know, probably prints because I don't need to sell a lot of them. Anyway, I'm glad you're here. I uh, appreciate your time. I really hope and I really yearn to help you fall asleep, all right? Uh, hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode. Welcome to any nonspecific episode of uh, Superdoll Stories. I mean, I, I know which episode this uh, setup is for because I'm going to record it next, but spoiler. Uh, this is only the second uh, episode of this series that I'm recording, so we don't really have a fancy setup like we usually do with a Hollywood superstar that I did not air quotes for. He's not even here, but I'm imagining uh, Mr. Banderas watching me. I don't do that outside the podcast, by the way, Antonio or anyone else. But this is Welcome to Superdoll Stories. It's a, This is as episodic as it gets. Uh, a couple of years ago, we did a series called Superdoll about a team of superheroes waiting, you know, waiting for Earth's next big crisis and what they did. And, you know, I guess, in a, well, that one was serialized, so they, they did face a cr- kind of a crisis. This one, it's uh, Superdoll stories, the tales, uh, stories about, uh, I don't have, I actually, I failed to write this part. I, I always fail to write these setups. Uh, but each episode is independent thus far. This one will be independent, so it's just going to be a tale in the life of one of the one of the team of superheroes. You know, it could be in the past, could be in the present. I guess it could be in the future. That's tough to write, though. You know, in the future. Uh, but anyway, welcome to another episode of Superdoll Stories. You really, you just go straight into this. You don't really even need to know anything. Uh, technically, another small. So I'm not even sure any super. When uh, are there superpowers in this episode? Of course, there's a superpower that lives within your heart. Welcome to another episodic episode of Superdoll Stories. Now, as I said, keep your eyes on the hat. As this cloth descends on it, you'll see. The outline of my hat remains. Now focus on this hat. As you'll remember from my earlier tricks, this is the hat that Trixie appeared out of. The rabbit's hat. Or is it my hat? I think Trixie thinks, you know, uh, I think I... Oh, I gotta work on that joke. Is this... But you will soon be asking yourself, is the rabbit within the hat... Or the hat within the rabbit as I remove, as I remove, <clears throat> it's I, I'm removing, I thought I asked you not to use your phone when I'm, when I, I'm rehearsing for you. Oh, I'm sorry, Martin, I, I had to check for directions. This is, the, the hat is within the rabbit, you, there was the whole trick, you, you were supposed to watch to make sure I didn't tip anything. It was great, honey. It, it was great. Well, no, it wasn't great. You weren't watching. So how do I know you did, You couldn't see anything because you were looking at your phone? I said, don't bring your phone down here. Martin, the, the trick is going to be fine. You're going to be fine. 
No, 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 no. Look, you're supposed to ask, Is you're supposed to be surprised. And you say, you're supposed to think that I may, the, the, you're supposed to ask if the hat is within the rabbits. And then I pulled the hat out of, oh, never mind. Like, it's supposed to be a tr trick of your expectations. And then you say, you wouldn't put the hat in the mat, you didn't put the hat inside the rabbit, did you? See, he, he, out of his the corner of, I know with Trixie's a boy, but I pretend she's a girl for the tricks. Doesn't really matter. Never mind, forget it. It's just my audition to get into the magic circle, which you don't seem to care. You seem, what's so important on your phone? I'm getting directions, Martin. Okay, can we just try, could you just try to pay attention for, for a few more minutes like, uh, just give me a second to reset. Okay, you're not talking. You're looking at Duke. Okay. Now, if I could just get a little help from this lovely lady in front here. Ma'am, do you know... Okay, forget... This is my whole... I don't think you understand the gravity. The ma magic circle's not a club, dear. It's the union. I mean, so if I don't get in... I can't perform at any casinos. Do you have the directions now? Where are you going anyway? I'm going to our podcasting club. A podcasting club? What is that? It's like a reading club. It's like a reading group for podcasts. We go, we listen to podcasts during the week, and then we discuss them. Well, that's ridiculous. Well, I told you there's some magic podcasts. I know you told me all about it. I know who Phoebe Judge. Thank you. Who, whose podcast did you listen to this week? Oh, we listened to Flash Forward and Oh Boys. Okay, I don't know what that... It couldn't, you couldn't... Is that so important? Never mind. I'll, I'll deal with this. Uh, what, so are you going to be home when I get home from my audition, or will you still be at Podcasting Club? We don't have a title yet. I think Podcasting Club... It's like Podcasting Group doesn't sound good either. Martin, I not, don't wait up. I don't know what time I'll be home. You're going to do great, and uh, I'll see you tonight. Uh, you'll do fine. You're gonna you'll make it in the union. I'm sure they'll think that the hat's within the rabbits. I mean, that's more for... Is that more a better act for children anyway? It's a showcase of my range, dear. Okay, just go upstairs. Okay. Okay, well, I'll just pack up my tricks here. And he does pack up his tricks. He packs them up, and we see he's in a small uh, basement, a black curtain behind him, and low lights. But as his uh, presumably wife uh, goes up the stairs and turns on the lights, we see a row of folding chairs and a, a small hand-built stage and a few lamps converted into stage lights with aluminum foil. But Martin packs up his tricks, and then he gets into his car, and he starts driving, and, and it's a dry, mountainous area, suburbs of Las Vegas, uh, which is, it doesn't look like anywhere. It looks like mountains. If you were to dry mountain, you know, reds, it's the uh, just the edge of dusk as Martin drives in his car and uh, seems to be rehearsing something. I mean, I see this as a great opportunity for everyone here at the Circle of Magic because I'm uh, in search of much more than entering a circle. 
I am much more interested in joining and sustaining a circle, enriching a circle. I would hope I could find a two-way relationship as a mentee and a future mentor, but with the mentor I could work with, that they would receive as much as they give as they take me under the dove, you know, the dove under the dove's wings or whatever you'd say. Uh, that I would have a place uh, to grow and to become a fuller, you know, my, to, to, to expand my complement of skills, but also expand theirs and begin to give. I don't know what was my accent. What am I doing? So nervous. But I would love to be a service to the circle of magic. You know, I'm not just here to ask what's in it for me. But I am a vessel of potential and raw skill and a deep abiding love of illusion. I don't know, that's not good. You don't even have... I don't know what I'm going to do. I wish I could have knew this trick was going to wow them. If I could just explain to them how much I love magic, if I could make them understand it. Oh, but no, we're looking for something different. We're looking for someone with a look, with a, their own voice. I have my own voice. Can't you hear it? Their own voice, their own sense of story. Magic has a story. It tells it itself, you know. I'm not a writer. I'm a magician. I mean, I'm, I, I love how this, if you're not in the union, you, in this town, you can't call yourself a magician. Unbelievable. Okay, practice this again. Oh, jeez. Oh. Let's hit that stupid car. Write it. Okay, at the red light, read it. I've deep lighting and love of the magic. I believe in the magician's code, the power of illusion to trigger joy into the hearts of an audience. Okay, green. I have a deep abiding... I have a deep and abiding love, a deep abiding love of magic. I believe in the magician's code. The power of illusion, oh no, the power of illusion to trigger joy in the hearts of an audience. I have a deep, uh, thank you for your time. Uh, uh, how do I close it? Ladies and gentlemen, sound so old. You wise ones, that doesn't sound good. Thank you for your time. And I'd just like you all to know that I have a deep and abiding, a deep abiding can't even say, how are you going to, this is just another illusion, Martin, calm down. I have a deep, a deep abiding love of magic. I believe in the magician's code, magician's, magician's code, magician's code, and the power of illusion to trigger, trigger, trigger joy in the hearts of an audience. If I just get that and make eye contact, eye contact. They have a deep... Where is she going? Oh, that's... Andrea. Uh, whose car is that she's in? Hell, I knew she... She doesn't look... I knew she wasn't looking up directions. Who's them? Is that a man in her car? What time is it? Auditions in 45 minutes. Hey, let me just see where they're going. They're probably going out to dinner or back to his place. I don't even know where I am. I've been so busy practicing. Well, let me just follow them. I'll tail them. 
I'll show them some magic. Magic is probably a magician in there. Uh, fooling my wife with the power of... Uh, I don't know if it's... Uh, he's a... Uh, uh, where are they going up in the... This is a... Okay. And Martin follows them deep into Las Vegas, uh, uh, the hills, and then uh, beyond. Uh, they get on the freeway and they travel for a few miles. As night falls, the, you know, the mountains start to disappear into the darkness, and they get off at an exit for Nevada Lakes. And as they get off the highway, they see an old abandoned gas station. And they head off again into the hills. And Martin falls back, but he's still following them. The brake lights are on. He, he turns his lights off, you know, just like anybody that would trail anybody would. I don't know who that man in that car is. Where are they going? This is the old... This is where that old Mediterranean-themed casino was in Nevada Lakes, where they were... I think this is the entrance for it. I don't understand what that tower is. Uh, they're going to an abandoned casino resort. Oh, this cannot be good. Look at all these cars. There's a line of brake lights uh, all waiting uh, to get into the parking lot of this old casino that towers up uh, dark against the sky. Themed, you know, vaguely Mediterranean, but not like Mediterranean food, like some sort of Mediterranean architecture. But then, to the far right, a low, long, long building, a neon sign blinks, and it simply says, Tonight Only, in those kind of letters you used to stick in between the things. And it blinks, and then it does the chasing where the lights, is, you know, spiral around tonight only. And people stream into what we could only assume is the showroom. And the people that stream in are a lot like Martin's wife, you know, people that look like they live in the suburbs. And at first, Martin stands at his car and watches and worries and then you know Tay takes walks and Martin debates because time has passed and Martin realizes he's out far in the Nevada desert uh, that the time for his audition is is near and maybe he if he left right now he would make it and he's I, 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 he's probably some sort of swing this has got to be some sort of swinger event because it's like uh, why else would you come out here and they're using the hotel rooms and she's going to a swinging event with, an, with another man posing as, this couldn't get any worse. I have to look in there. I mean, there's so many soccer, there's so many soccer team stickers here and those family things, the stick families. How could all these parents be out here? And Martin sneaks along the cars. No reason really to sneak, but he does. And he heads to the furthest open door. At the furthest edge of this low slung building attached to what presumably is the casino and hotel of the Mediterranean. And he enters and he looks up on stage and the room is packed with suburban people. 
mostly probably the working people of the Las Vegas area, but you could see some people in cargo shorts and, and stuff. So you say, well, there may be some tourists too. And the light in the room is strange and heady with the scent of something, you know, musky and incense-like. And people are swaying and chanting and drums are beating. And up on stage is a giant pounded out gold metal sun. You know, one of those big ones and yellow lights are reflecting off it. And they may be even refracting, and there's yellow banners, and there's people on stage dressed in outfits, kind of like if you're expecting some Cleopatra uh, version of uh, Cirque du Soleil. Uh, but Martin only glances on stage for a second, and he looks around, he scans the room, searching for his wife and whoever she came in with. But the air is thick and the light is weird and there's a lot of people. Uh, but Martin shuffles back and forth and then his phone starts to ring in his pocket and he looks at it and he, he, he mutters to himself, Damn, I gotta get... Okay, let me just... Uh, I've gotta get... What is he doing on stage? That man... Is he dressed as raw? I've gotta go. Uh, oh... And he does a bunch of that, you know, back and forth, back and forth. And then finally he heads out to his car and he drives off in a hurry. And he drives across and over the hills, uh, you know, uh, quickly towards uh, downtown Las Vegas. And he gets off and he's, you know, he's really in a rush, uh, you know, taking rights, stopping at red lights so fully and waiting till they turn green. And then he takes the wrong turn, and he turns back, and then somebody honks at him. And finally, he pulls up in front of a magic shop, where, of course, two gentlemen are just lacking uh, the front doors. And Martin jumps out of his car. Hey, gentlemen, gentlemen, I'm sorry I'm late. My name's Martin. I, I was uh, it was a schedule. Uh, sorry, kid, we're, we're done with our additions here. No, you don't understand. I had something that happened, and I, 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 I had my audition, and I know I missed it. Uh, but there's nothing I love more than a magic circle and joining it. I said, kid, you missed your chance. How, how are we gonna? How are we gonna? You, you show up late and an hour late for your audition. There's, uh, sorry, kid, you, you missed your shots. No, 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 no. It's not about my love. I'm not late. I was way late. I was, uh, you see, you just give me one second. You see, there's, a, I, I came across an illusionist in the hills uh, in, in Las Vegas, what is it called? Nevada Lakes area, the old Mediterranean hotel. Listen, kid, we, we've been here all night. We got to close up shop. We got to go get, we got acts to do. I realize that, Master Mesmerist. I'm, I'm a huge fan of yours. I've been looking up to you since I was a boy. Wait, but this man, this man, don't go. This man was practicing. This man was performing the Gim, Gimbelberger illusion right on stage in front of a giant crowd. Wait a second, what'd you say? He was performing the Gimbelberger illusion. No, 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 no. That's not possible. 
Uh, you must be confusing it with something simpler than that. No, I'm, I'm sure of it. I read your book about the impossibility of it being, I, 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 you know, I don't know physics well, but your discussion of the impossibility of the Gimbelberger illusion, well, yeah, then how I, yeah, he must have been tricking you with his own illusions to make you think he was performing the Gimbelberger illusion. No, 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 he was performing it. How uh, was it sex successfully? Oh, oh, Ace, I'm also a big fan of yours, Ace. I've, I can't afford to go to your shows anymore. But magic on a motorcycle. Listen, I ask you a question. Was he successfully performing the Gimbelberger Revolution? Yes, I, that's what I said. I, he, he was successfully performing. He was. Or he could have been using trickery to perform an illusion of the Gimbelberger illusion, but I don't see either way. Well, if that's the case, we should have been having him addition. You any idea who he is? No, no, he was dressed as a, a Ra. I think it was Ra. Really, Ra. It's been a while since. That sounds amazing. W would you recognize him? Have you seen him ever do any other show? The Gimbelberger illusion. No, no, he he was doing... He was doing Ra. He was... He, he was he he was doing raw. That's what you already said, kid. Where, where where you said this was at Nevada Lakes? Yes, you he, he, it was at the old uh, Mediterranean Hotel, whatever that project was out there. Yes, he was doing so. He was doing an underground magic show. That's very, as raw, very very hip. I don't think they use that word anymore. Hip. It wasn't hip though. It was a cult or something. Was some sort of, he, he he was using. Oh no no no! This is a, it was a fully immersive pop up magic show. You, you you, Benny Benny, you believe this? We gotta get out there and find this guy. It's a brilliant. So it was fully immersive. Like a, a, a no 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 no! It wasn't a magic show. He was performing illusions, and pretending they were miracles. What, what, what did you say? He was, he wasn't performing magic. He was performing miracles. I'm sorry, what? He, he was, he was using illusion. Is, he must be stopped. Yeah, yeah, this is no good. We, well, do you think this is a, do you think this is a, what's his name? I don't know. It could be. Yeah, this is the clue we've been waiting for. All that stuff, this makes sense, like four weeks ago, and now this. What are you guys talking about? I mean, I mean, we'll, we'll contact the proper authorities, and we'll deal with all this. Thank you, Martin. Thank you very much for bringing this to our attention. We'll get it. We'll get into it. Well, who, who, whose authorities are you going to contact? Listen, kid, don't worry about it. We'll put a call into Los Angeles or something. No, you, you, you'll... Wait a second. Is the magic force real? Listen, kid, you asked enough questions. We gotta get, we gotta get going. You missed your audition. Very nice to meet you. I could probably get your name Martin, and uh, I could leave you some tickets for the show. I'm not sure we could get you on audition again. I, I'm at the store all the time. I thought you knew who I was. You, 
Uh, is Magic Force, is your headquarters in the basement of the Magic Shop? I've always imagined it was a team of magical superheroes with the power of illusion, keeping Las Vegas safe. It's something I've dreamed of since I was a boy, and I've read of your exploits now on the internet. You're, you're true heroes, is it? And now you're going to... You, 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 I need your help with this man, the raw man. Listen, kid, there's no such thing as no magic force. This guy's just a, a con artist out there, and we're going to make sure he gets exposed by the proper authorities. Oh, that's it. Ace, you're the jackrabbit. With the power of a magical eagle and the speed of a rabbit. The jackrabbit. And you, you must be the mesmerist. I can see the wisdom in your eyes. The power of the mind is nothing to the mesmerist. I, I'm honored to be in your presence, gentlemen. Listen, kid, don't worry. No, 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 you are the proper authorities, and I'm proud to put this in your hands because I have a personal connection to this I hadn't revealed. I kid, don't worry. We'll take care of it. You don't got to worry one little bit. Uh, but that's great. We're going to get it going. It was great meeting you, Marty. And uh, we'll talk to you later. No, 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 no. You see, the reason I was out there... Uh, please let me help you. We Listen, Martin, we cannot ask you. You're a civilian. If there was a magic force... I'm, I'll start yelling if you don't. Okay, come in the shop here. And, you know, give, because this is a sleep podcast, you know, Martin did, he really acted up, and there was tears and shouting. And they took him in the magic shop. And they took him in a little back room where probably magicians take naps and stuff. Uh, and they sat him on a small love seat. And... Uh, you know, they just moved a couple feet, to, but they're still continuing their conversation. Uh, no, let me just explain to you why I want to help. Listen, Marty, you're, you're a civilian. You can't help us. And as I was saying before, we were interrupted by your antics to get into the shop. Please don't shoplift anything either. Our margins are very thin here. You know, we we rely on the commissions from the big tricks we sell. But anyway, Marty... We can't put you in harm's way. We don't know who this person is, if they're the person we think it is. It's very, it could be a very volatile situation. And you're, you're not even ready. You weren't even at your audition. Could you, I, I don't even know if I'm familiar. I think you, I remember you bought the foam balls. Uh, weren't you the one that knocked over that display case? No, no, no. It was, a, it was an accident. It was an, it, it fell over. When I bumped it, I didn't... Anyway, gentlemen, Marty, the risks are going to be real out there. You see, gentlemen, the reason I was out there is because I was driving to my audition and I saw my wife in the car with another man and I followed them and she drove there and I watched them park the car and they got out of their car and I couldn't even see if they... I wondered, would they be... Where were they going? Were they holding hands? And they went into the hotel ballroom, the showroom. 
her, her and someone else, so if this illusion is real... Ah, Marty, you know, this happens to magicians a lot more than you... Wow, it's a... Uh, what do you think? Well, I don't know, Marty. I mean, I could tell you that the magic force is real. And that this person we suspect is, uh, Ra, a, uh, relocated uh, practitioner, a uh, famous manipulator of illusion who's been on our watch list. And we've worried is in town. Oh, yeah, we've we've been through that with the wife. I'm sorry, Marty, I'm sorry about your wife. Uh, for all of us magicians, uh, there's, yeah, there's, Marty, there's one illusion that's uh, beyond most of us, and that's the, uh, you know, illusion, the one love, you know, they, they say they put it on a greeting card. doesn't mean you can understand it. Well, listen, Marty, maybe we could take you with it. I mean... The mesmerist over here is getting a little old, you know, no offense, you know, but maybe we could bring him to help help you. Well, I don't need, I mean, I guess I could, Marty, I guess I could use your help. Carrying my bag and my, you know, my, yeah, they make me wear, I, Marty, I have to use a cane now. It's embarrassing because I, it's, it, it, it's it doesn't have the same balance as my wand. So you could carry my wand in my bag. Well, I'd love that. So I'd be an assistant to the magic force. Would I meet the other members? Yeah, well, we'll see about all that, Marty. But let's, let's, let's we got to close. Let's, let's, uh, we'll, we'll, uh, let's get you home. You know, well, maybe we shouldn't get you home. Maybe we'll figure this out, Marty. And join them, he does. Because the next time we see Marty. And Ace, a.k.a. the Jackrabbit and the Mesmerist, is in the pool of the Mediterranean Hotel at night. But again, there's those glowing sunbeams. And there's uh, so the, so the character, the person dressed as Ra, or I mean, now I wonder, is the person really dressed as Ra? Standing on a stage, towering over the pool with working water. Beautiful. They say, geez, whoever's, somebody's really keeping this hotel up because there's waterfalls lit in the stages lit where they must have had like a band play for the pools and suspended above some one part of the pool. It seems to be some sort of like a net with like a bunch of magicians in there. And I can I can definitely see Ace dressed like in it could, just because I can pick up. There's someone that looks like they're uh, like uh, like that. That must be Ace, like a heavy metal, like long hair. I don't know. The the first scene Ace must have had that up. Then there's someone that looks very distinguished. Then there's a man in a leopard print, like uh, leotard. And also seems like a bear's in there, like a friendly one hold, holding the man in the leopard print. You, there's a couple I can't I can't see everybody, uh, but but on stage is Ra and the mesmerist, uh, the character we had met her briefly earlier. No sign of Marty. In the pool, pool and the pool, pool is full of an audience of onlookers, actually in. Like pool casual or you know pool outfits. It looks seems to be a lovely evening. 
and they're watching the show. And there's parts that aren't like uh, podcasty, like raw, like m- music. And Ra does tricks where, like, you know, stuff goes poof. And people go ooh and ah. And then Ra, there's more chanting and drumming. Meanwhile, Mesmerist is just kind of sitting there the whole time. And Ra likes to speak with reverb and very, you know, authoritatively uh, from a mask. Let's see, the ba- I could give you the summary. I said, like, uh, later, you know, I don't know how I could give it to you. It's not not be raw-like. You know, they say raw and sort of bedtime podcast don't mix. Uh, but very much like, ladies and gentlemen, this uh, this is a mesmerist. Ha, ah, ha, ha. Like, made a career of mental trickery. Ha, ha, ha. Does not believe in miracles, but believes in illusion. Uh, the definition of illusion, this, this, this. The mesmerist looks down. Up in that, you know, the mesmerists thought they would distract me while their friends came. And then, like, a couple of, like, uh, miraculous events happen, you know, to demonstrate that Ra has this miraculous power. And then the gist of it really is, then Ra makes this really long speech about shame and that he is the reliever of shame. And then there's, like, chanting and I see a TLDR version where they just Ra uh, has some kind of shame ray on Las Vegas. This is this is what like the mesmerist is yelling at Ra, and Ra's like, "No, no, no! I'm the reliever of shame." And then he said, "You're the feeder of shame. You know, this whole city relies on people's you know shame and blah blah blah." But Ra, Ra's of uh, and then the mesmerist accuses Rav of, you know, saying one thing and the opposite being true. And then he gets a little heady, starts talking about self-esteem. then Rod does it, but Rod knows how to play the crowd. And then Rod makes the audience, says, now you get to decide who disappears. One magician or I think five or six. I don't know how many are in the net, but that's what Rod says. And like people are like too much choice for an audience because you can't tell. So then Ra says, "Mesmerist, why don't you choose?" And then, right as Mesmerist is about to say, presumably myself, uh, Marty stumbles on stage in cat. You know, like uh, actually, I think he's in like culottes or like rolled up pants. So he kind of totally fits in. And then Ra says, I demand, what are you doing? Let me see if I can do the voice sleepy. I demand to know what you're doing here. Well, oh, hello, I'm I'm a little lost. My name's Marty, and I was just here for, for shame relief. I'm here. I don't recognize you, Marty. Well, there's a lot of us here. Well, I have a photographic memory, Marty. You know, this kind of thing. Well, I'm just lost here. Marty, you don't belong here. I am a very... What are you doing here? You know, and then they start, you know, people start chanting. And, you know, this this Ra, of course, has people, shirtless people, like that look, you know, that are standing in the wings waiting. And then Marty, like, kind of debates, and then Marty says, Well, I'm, I'm here. My, my wife, I followed my wife here. And then every, and then Marty makes this whole shame play. Oh, I think it's shame and my shame that ruined my career, you know. And then 
the second wife is a magician and even Ra like like she's trying to decide and then even Ra's embarrassed. He says, That's enough, Marty. And then Marty's wife say, Marty, get down from there. And then he says, That's her down there. She goes, you know, he says, Is that your lover? And then again, Ra's like and he said, What are you doing? And then Marty like says, why don't you ask her? And then he starts while Roz like interacting with Marty's wife and the gentleman she's with. Marty tries to untie the mesmerist, and then uh, the mesmerist like Rod just barely like doesn't notice until the mesmerist is free. And then the mesmerist does this really cool move. He says, I'm thinking of a number between one and six. Marty, free them. And then Ra, you know, like, like does, like starts doing these tricks. But he, like Ra, I think the mesmerist has some sort of mesmerizing power, even on Ra, because I don't know how otherwise Marty's getting away with like messing with the, whatever the mechanism is that's holding the, the net with the other magicians. Uh, but then Ra does this other speech, another speech again, like about how, the mesmerist is really the one. Like he says, I don't have to do, and you know, because you these all these magicians know about. It. He goes, this is without me, you wouldn't. Without the shame, you wouldn't have a job. Blah 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 blah. And then right is like Marty's like just making the last gasp to to like let the other magicians out, like unknotting something. You know, Ra makes his move. Then the mesmerist makes his move. Then there's like, like a little bit of a cat and mouse game. And if you're familiar with cat and mouse games, I'll tell you, Roz the cat in Mesmerist is a mouse, okay? You gave my drift. So in the end, Marty does get the other magicians freed uh, right in time for the cat and mouse game to end, how it almost always ends historically. And then Marty cries out, and he actually is like holding the mesmerist, uh, cradling him. And uh, then the other magicians, this is a little too, you know, a lot of action that we don't really need to know about. But I'll just give you the good news is we see this crack squad of magic force missing just one element, you know, the, the mesmerizing mentalist elements, but all the other stuff, there's cards flying. There's uh, scarves, you know, weaving and catching, you know, giant rolling balls, cups, you know, other stuff. Just like where people are, you know, appearing and then reappearing. And no mirror mazes because this isn't, you know, I guess that would be at third base. There'd be a mirror maze. You know, lots of cool stuff. Even like there's maybe even one person that does like a fake left, right, left, baboon, you know, kind of thing. In... You know, for the most part, other than the mouse, a.k.a. the mesmerist, everything, then Ra, you know, then all the people, like, are broken from their spell and a lot of stuff like that. But then let's just get the next scene is actually in Marty's basement. And that uh, concludes another edition of The Power of Magic. I'm Mesmaro, and I want to thank you for coming to my show. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you to the lady down front for helping me. And as the uh, lights go up, we realize that uh, Mesmaro's there all alone. But there's a look in his eye.
you know, that's mesmerizing. All right, good night. I want to say thanks and good night to our patrons, uh, to Teresa and Jamie and Robbie. Thanks and good night to Shishi, Winnie, and Lisa D, to the L, to the G. Thank you and good night uh, to Sherry with an I, uh, to Annie with an IE, and to Suzanne with a D. Thank you and good night uh, to Patty, O, to the C, to Terry with an I, to the C. Into to faith be, thank you, and good night. Thanks for the support. Good night to the Matthew C. Airdog and uh, Pit Town Pal. Uh, thank you, and good night. Uh, Ronald F. and Warren B. and Edo C. Thank you, and good night. Uh, Nicole N. Anita S. and uh, Ellen C. Thank you, and good night. Uh, good night, and thanks to Jenna B. Uh, Brian with a Y and Justin D. Thanks and good night. Uh, very special thanks to Amy with two E's and a D. Uh, Travis K and Vikra, uh, Vikram K. Thank you and good night. Uh, good night to Joe B and Rhonda C and Ronald W. Thanks and good night. Uh, David W, Lisa Ann and uh, Tanya S., uh, thank you and good night. Uh, and Tania S., thanks and good night. Uh, Leo S., and Janet M., and Sally Ann H., thanks and good night. Uh, Karen R., Mary Rose, and Emily K., thank you and good night. Uh, Charles W., and Penny M., and Lauren J., thanks and good night. Uh, Bo T, Lindsay V, and Gia N, thank you and good night. Uh, Mary, uh, Gina K, and Alex F, thank you and good night. Stephanie N, oh, Megan T, it's, it's, it's awesome, thanks and good night. Uh, Kim F, Mandy B, and Dan F, thank you and good night. Charlotte E to the F, and John S, thanks and good night. Thanks everybody supporting us on Patreon. Uh, then on PayPal, I want to thank Armand P, Kimberly K, Shelly S, thank you, and thanks and good night, Andrew G, uh, JS, and Evgeny, 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 uh, thank you and good night, uh, a good run, and Paula, thank you and good night, Lori F, and Lynn A, thank you and good night, Rattle and Shake, thank you and good night. Uh, Henry W., Teresa B., thank you and good night. Catherine B., thank you very much and good night. Benjamin L., thanks and good night. Joanne G., thank you and good night. Charmaine W., thank you and good night. Uh, Anita C., thanks and good night. Uh, Cindy A., thank you and good night. Uh, Hans D. to the B., thanks and good night. Carl A., thank you and good night. Uh, J.S., thanks and good night. Marjorie G., thank you and good night. Uh, and then on Venmo, I want to thank Sarah D. And again, Jamie and the, the Mex of the Meeks. Uh, thank you very much and good night. Also, Stephen O., another shout out. Stephen O., thanks and good night. Sarah C., thank you and good night. Uh, so thanks and good night. Thanks everybody for supporting the show. Good night.